Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayon. And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing. So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness. So we are 37 weeks pregnant, which is crazy. Like, time flew so quickly, and I feel like since we've been social distancing, like, it's all been a blur. Yeah. And time has weirdly moved so slow and so fast at the same time. But today, we're going to be talking all about our birth plan. I know you guys are eager to hear (laughs) it, and we are having a home birth. Yeah. So I know there are so many questions, and right out the gates, I want to tell you guys that we are in Canada, so... Mm. (laughs) Take this with a grain of salt if you're listening from anywhere else. You 110% should do your research based on where you live because home birth, hospital birth, all of those things, just birth in general, looks very different in in every place. And so it's important to know where you are geographically and like the kind of information you're absorbing. 100%. When we first found out we were pregnant, so many people asked us, what's our birth plan? What's our birth plan? And I'm just like, uh, to give birth? Yeah, I, I didn't. Like yeah, I didn't know. I didn't even know what a birth plan was. Yeah, because be and then and then when we started like really looking into it, we didn't even know like home birth was on the table until our midwife actually. Yeah, suggested well, like, it. I I knew Mars Mars Lovejoy. Yeah, who I follow on Instagram, Kaylani. I know they have had home births. I've seen other people have home births on Instagram, but it felt so far away from me. Like it was mm. just like oh like. It has that stigma of being very, like, hippy-dippy and, like, you know, just not for you. Like, okay, but, like, not for me. (laughs) And so that's kind of how I approached it. But I I figured we would just have a hospital birth because, I don't know, everyone has birth in a hospital. And, like, my parents had me in a hospital. You see it in movies all the time. Yeah, it's, like, that's the standard way of giving birth. And so we really never considered it until we sat down with our midwife at one of our appointments. And she was like, okay, let's review all of your options because... We'll get into more kind of the difference between an OB and a midwife, but with the midwife, we felt like we had more options. And at no point did we feel that they were steering us one way or the other. It was more just their approach to birth and pregnancy is here are all of your options. Educate yourself on every possible thing that could happen Mm -hmm. that you can make a decision on and then make a decision. And so like when they did ask us where we wanted to give birth, initially we told them hospital. And then they asked us if we'd considered home birth and we said no. And then that's when they were like, okay, like, go home, do some research, watch some documentaries, and then we'll talk next time and see what you think. And it wasn't until we did that research on our own that we were like, oh, like, this is like a whole other world that we never even knew about. Watching those documentaries were so helpful and... Our next midwife appointment, we were so excited to be like, so I think we actually do want to do a home Yeah, we were actually then, really excited about it. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, what Nina said, as funny as you are, she's like, the hospital is close, but home is even closer. Yeah, yeah, that's like when I really, I was like, <laughs> I was so set on having a hospital birth because I was like, we just moved and we moved so close to a hospital. So this is absolutely perfect. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. we could just stay home. So we'll get into all of that. But I guess first to break it down, like the choice between like a midwife and an OB, like how we made that decision and why we made that decision to get a midwife. Um, that's like a decision we made really early on in our pregnancy. And when you do have a midwife, at least kind of the ones that we have here in Canada, there's like kind of a given of like what your birth will 
look like. Mm -hmm. And like some of those things are like delayed cord clamping, like where once we have the baby, then immediately he'll be like placed on my chest and we'll have like time. To bond. Yeah, to bond and just have skin to skin. It's not something that you need to put in your birth plan because it's a given. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we like decided really early on that we wanted a midwife versus an OB. And I I was going to see both of them. I had Mm -hmm. appointments to see both. And I kind of just did some research on what was in our area because for me it was going to be most convenient to find whatever was closest. And we are very close to a hospital. St. Paul's is literally like six blocks it's like away. A four minute drive. Yeah, it's like so so close. It's like really 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 close. It's right there. Yeah. So, if you walk, it's like a t- it's a nine minute walk. I also chose to have an appointment with an OB at the hospital. And I ended up seeing the midwife appointment first because it just kind of happens that way where like they were able to see me a lot sooner than the OB was. And that's kind of standard throughout like your pregnancy too, is that you see them, you don't necessarily see them more often, but your appointments are longer. I had both appointments scheduled and I ended up seeing the midwife first and we loved the one that we saw. It was really close to our house. They were all so nice. They were so nice and it just really felt right for us. And you can obviously do like a whole bunch of research about the differences between the two. But for us, it was the big thing was that midwives work in a team so there's a team of like three or four midwives and you meet all of them throughout the course of your pregnancy and so when you do deliver whoever is on call that day is the person that delivers your baby and there's always two midwives so like say if it's a team of three or four then two of those people will show up um, to your birth and they will be the ones delivering it whereas with an OB it's really unlikely that your doctor that you've been seeing the entire time throughout your pregnancy that's really gotten to know you is going to be the one delivering your baby because it's whoever's on call at the hospital, which Mm -hmm. is like a whole lot of doctors. And so for me, like I really wanted to have somebody deliver my baby that I was very familiar with. To me, it feels a lot more flexible with like what they can do. Also, where you want to give birth. Those are other things like midwife kind of goes anywhere you need it. And it's like really important to know also that like Obviously, for any American listeners, this is probably going to look and sound a little bit different for you or anywhere else around the world. But in Canada, the midwives have hospital privileges. They have the same privileges and rights and they can write you the same prescriptions and all of that medical stuff as a doctor as it pertains to pregnancy. So, Mm -hmm. like, I got a UTI and, like, I need to get antibiotics. And so, like, my midwives can write that prescription. And so they have those same rights whereas like in other places in the world and in the states it may or may not look like that yeah also another thing is that it is covered by msp mm-hmm. so yeah like it's, uh, it's either or so it's like it's <laughs> either you go with a midwife or an ob but um either one you do choose it is covered by msp yeah so, so that was that was the know. big yeah that's like where i started i was like hey what's covered because obviously we have free healthcare here which is amazing because this would have cost so much having a baby costs so much money if you're paying out of pocket or i mean obviously i am self-employed so i don't really have have insurance yeah i don't have coverage um so all i have is msp and like basic canadian healthcare and basic canadian healthcare covers everything which Which is is amazing amazing, so (laughs) yeah when i did my research at the beginning it was either i actually originally wanted to have a midwife and an ob because i kind of just wanted to have you know like why not have the best of both worlds but you could only have one. They would only pay for one. And so that's also why I made the decision to see the midwife first. And that's why I was concerned that if I went to both appointments, then maybe one wouldn't get covered. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of like knew that I wanted to have a midwife. And so I wanted to test it out. If I didn't like it, then I would just go to my other appointment and eat that cost. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so in, in Canada, you 
can have either or, but you can't have both, unfortunately. Or you can, but you would have to pay for the other one. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't see why you would need both anyway. Yeah, it's it, it would be overkill for sure. Yeah. But I think I just was like, well, why not? Because it's like one's heavily like medicalized and one is more like personal almost yeah. it's like it's personal but it also is kind of the way that we've been giving birth for so many years and mm-hmm. i think for me i really like i didn't really go into this being like super fearful or being like oh my god like this pregnancy or this birth is going to be like so traumatic and scary and i didn't have a whole lot of those fears i really didn't even go into it knowing whether or not i wanted to have an epidural and a lot of people were asking me that kind of right out the gate because mm-hmm. i think a lot of people kind of have an idea of what what it is that they want but i had no idea and so i had a friend that did give birth recently and she told me about her experience and she did have a hospital birth she had an epidural and for her it was amazing like she was like i did have to get induced and like the cramps after that and like the labor after that was really painful but then once she got the epidural it was amazing and mm-hmm. she loved it and it was like so easy and so i was like oh, okay like that sounds that sounds nice you know like you don't feel any pain you're just you're you're cruising yeah. um but I, I didn't know necessarily if i wanted to get induced because i was like that doesn't sound it didn't sound pleasant from her experience and also like i would rather have as little intervention as possible we just assumed that we were gonna have a hospital birth and whenever people ask that's what we told them probably get an epidural if i want to like i was just very easygoing about everything and i was always like yeah the hospital is so close to our house so why would we not do it there like it's so convenient i think when we first went into our appointments with the midwife like very early on in our pregnancy like you want to talk about your birth plan and like okay so how does it look like how does it go like in a hospital or whatever but they really like there's so much to talk about so you really don't talk about it until you're kind of halfway through your pregnancy and it wasn't until our midwives asked us in january have you considered a home birth because that is a viable option in Canada, when we're like, okay, we know literally nothing about this. Like, I, I just didn't know what it would look like. I didn't know that they would come to our house. I didn't know, like, if they would have any equipment. And so, essentially, she gave us, like, a really brief rundown in that meeting. And we would have two midwives come to our house, and they would bring medical equipment with them. So, it would have the same hospital equipment as if you were in a level one hospital, which would be, like, if you guys are familiar with Haida Gwaii, like a place like that, all of that equipment in a hospital there would be coming to our house. So it's not like you're having just like a non-technological birth, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I had imagined at first. And that's kind of scary because obviously there is a lot of technology that is needed when you are giving birth. that you assume is needed. Yeah, that you assume is needed. (laughs) Because I mean, to be fair, people have been giving birth for so long without this medical equipment. And that's another thing we learned about in our research was just how medicalized pregnancy and birth had become in the last couple of decades and how normal that is for us but to be fair like i mean birth is a very natural process and there are just things that we didn't understand personally about birth my dad was born in a home your dad was he was born yeah. in a farm yeah when, when we told when we told my parents and yeah my dad was like oh, i was born in a house yeah it's a lot more common <laughs> in like asia and europe even now and more a lot more popular than it is in america and i mean canada has higher mm-hmm. rates but especially where my dad is from like the nearest hospital is like a long drive away yeah so when you're in labor why even bother Yeah, but that's the thing. So, like, obviously the first thing that people think about when they think about birth is, like, the risks, and especially with home birth. And 110%, I hear you because, I mean, obviously that's something that you have to consider when you're giving birth, and it's so unpredictable. Like, none of us know how it's going to go, but 
what we were told and what the research has shown, especially in Canada, is that when you are a low-risk pregnancy, having a home birth or a hospital birth is the same level of risk. Like, it exposes you to the same level of risk. And so for us, it being equal, that's what allowed us to make a decision of whether we wanted to one or the other. Obviously, if we were a higher-risk pregnancy or if our midwives advised us that, hey, like, you're probably going to encounter a lot less risk if you go to a hospital, that's what we would do. But for us, just because we had that option to do either or and, like, you can't you can't ever eliminate risk like you can't, you can't say that you're gonna it. yeah like you can't say that you're gonna go to a hospital and not have risk in your pregnancy just because you have all you have access to all that technology there like you don't know that mm-hmm. and like nobody can predict that and so we just kind of made the best decision possible for us and like what we felt most comfortable with because that's what it came down to at the end of the day yeah. and that being said like it's a really easy transfer to a hospital should any risk or complication arise yeah. so i think like for us like all those factors us living really close to a hospital um the fact that i am low risk like all of those things played into our decision and so if you are pregnant and you're like in this decision making process like talk to your doctor or your midwife and they will be able to know best in your situation what your options are and then from there do your research and that's really important to note because when you do look at the stats and articles i've i've googled like risks of home births and i've read everything that you could possibly read and a lot of it is from the states um just because of the way that google works and so a lot of what you're reading is you you do have to think about like okay are these people giving birth at home and are they low risk is it advised that they do give birth at home or that like it's an equal risk if you go to the hospital or have birth at home because there's a whole lot of stigma about it in the states and because of that the infrastructure that allows a safe transition from a home birth to a hospital if it's necessary is really really fragmented and it's yeah. really disconnected so like we saw in that documentary that was all about home births in america yeah so like basically in the states because it's not as common and it's not regarded as like a really valid form of birth then when you do have any kind of difficulty that comes up and you need to transfer to a hospital because there is a complication then that transfer is really really hard because the doctors at the hospital don't see home birth as a valid form of birth and so it's like hey why are you doing this and usually it tends to be that more people are having home births if they for whatever reason can't afford the hospital if they're using drugs and so they can't go to the hospital like things like that and so there's a whole lot of stigma behind it but that transfer makes it really dangerous and i think a lot of the stats around the risks of it have to do with the fact there isn't an infrastructure in place. But the difference is in Canada, the midwives have hospital privileges. And so at the moment that I'm in labor, I would tell my midwives and they would tell the hospitals. The hospitals would all have my name on the list. Yeah, like on a board. And so if for any reason we do have to transfer to the hospital, they can immediately bring us in. And there's like it's such an easy transfer. And the midwife would still be the one that's delivering my baby. Unless there's a huge complication and we need to bring in like a specialized like OB or something like that. They would still be the one delivering my baby. And so there isn't like that miscommunication. And I think like all of those things really do impact like the risks that you're taking on. I know there's a lot of Americans out there that do have home births. This isn't to say that it's like super risky and dangerous and you shouldn't do it, but that's something to consider if you Mm -hmm. are in the States. But in Canada, because they have hospital privileges, it makes it a lot safer. Another thing that I feel might mess up the statistic is that some people would choose home birth in America because they just can't afford going to the hospital. And that's like, regardless of whether it is 
a safe pregnancy or not, like a low risk pregnancy or not, they would still choose to do a home birth just because they can't afford the cost of actually going to the hospital. So that's where the statistic of a home birth being dangerous might change because they weren't advised by anyone to do a home birth. They just, that's like, and then if you also, yeah, like if you don't have a registered midwife there, like if you're just doing a home birth with, with a home girl, with like, yeah, with (laughs) just your homies and you know, a support system, then that's going to obviously pose a lot more risks because obviously with the type of home birth that we're doing, it isn't void of medical technology. Like we're going to have, like they're going to be bringing their medical technology with them into yeah. our space and so and it's pretty advanced we saw we got to see it actually in one of our we had a home birth um seminar mm-hmm. and, and we, we got actually to got see to see a lot of like the equipment that they bring and stuff and it's, so like if the baby does need to be resuscitated and things like that like they, they have that equipment so i think like that's another thing that we were very shocked by when we like found out about home births was that they're actually is equipment that comes into your home it's not just like we're doing an all natural like old style no yeah. technology kind of birth like it's not like that at least our births and so that made us feel a lot more comfortable as well is that like it has the technology of a level one hospital yeah it just gave us some more peace of mind mm-hmm. and um another thing too is because like we don't know how unbearable it is so we do have like a safe word in place that if you really need like epidural or some kind of yeah. pain management the transfer is 100 percent understandable yeah. it is a little bit different now because of the situation obviously because of covid and because of social distancing and things like that i just had a midwife appointment like a week ago and they were telling me that i mean obviously like home is kind of the ideal place to have a birth right now and you do obviously just have to be very trusting of the people that are entering your home in your space so we'll have the two midwives that come over and we'll also have a doula which we'll get into later but you just have to trust that these people are health professionals and that if they don't have any symptoms that they would show up for our birth and if they do have any symptoms that they would stay away and i mean like i've gotten a lot of questions about how do you gauge that you know but it's the same thing as if you go to a hospital you have to trust that your doctor and the nurses are going to stay home if they're not feeling well yeah. yeah and so they did tell me that if we do have to transfer to the hospital that the hospital is taking like a lot of precautions about you know sanitizing and like being very mindful of people that are pregnant and delivering at this time but a really interesting thing that i did see on instagram recently was that there is a hospital in ontario that recently put out and said that if you're having birth in this hospital you will get an epidural because the goal is to speed up the process of birth so that there isn't a whole lot of people in labor at the same time that you're just limiting the amount of people in the hospital which i mean like makes sense but at the same time it's like you should never ever have that choice made for you and like i feel like even in this situation that's dire right now like i hold that very sacred where like it's your birth and you should be able to experience it however you want like if you do want an epidural great but if you don't you shouldn't go to a hospital and be told if you don't have one then we can't deliver your baby here which is essentially what it was saying mm-hmm. and so every hospital is dealing with kind of this situation very differently right now even with the hospital that's closest to our house st paul's they only allow one support person and so if we do end up having to go there for whatever reason then dan would be the only person that would be able to be there with me i wouldn't either- be able me or the doula yeah it's either him or the doula and obviously my midwives would still be there because i have to deliver the baby but yeah it's really him or my doula whereas bc women's hospital you could have two and they do still like acknowledge doulas and like their role there but i mean like that's just kind of very unfortunate and so with having the home birth we 
we're gonna have our two midwives, our doula, Dayon, and then originally our friend was also gonna be there because she was gonna help us document it. And like, I'm very close with her, so like, I don't mind her being around me like naked and giving birth and stuff. But yeah, she was gonna help us document it. It just kind of sucks that like, now we won't be able to have that. But at the end of the day, it's like, the protocols are in place for safety reasons, so I get it. So going all the way back to when we made this decision, we ended up actually deciding for sure, for sure, that we wanted to have a home birth back in January. So there are obviously a ton of reasons why we ended up going with a home birth, which are like, to be fair, I don't blame you guys if you've never considered these things before because we, we didn't. did not at all. Yeah, like, until I was just we researched like, it. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, a birth happens in a hospital. So anyways, one of the biggest reasons for us why we didn't want to give birth in a hospital that I did kind of mention before with the Ontario Hospital was that there are less interventions. Yeah, which is a big one. There are more interventions that tend to happen because you can't really be there for too long. Well, because the thing is, like, at the end of the day, like, a hospital is a business now more than ever yeah. because you're really, like, trying to pump people out, like, treat people and pump them out as soon as possible. And so every hospital is different. Like, I've talked to some women that have had, like, amazing hospital experiences where, like, they didn't feel rushed at all and, like, all these things. But from kind of the research that we gained was that at the end of the day a hospital is a business so if you're going in there you need to be giving birth then it's like okay well this this birth is not progressing as we would like it to but birth is a natural it's, thing it's your a body, natural thing that your body's going to do in its own time because yeah, i mean it's it's been doing everything that it's supposed to be doing in nine months yeah so and there's like, no like there's no right way to give birth there's no it needs to happen in 12 hours it needs to happen in 24 hours you know like every person's labor is so different and i think when we understood that and understood that your body knows what it wants to do and you need to just allow it to that i didn't want to step into an environment where somebody was going to tell me your body isn't progressing the way we like they say the way it should but it, what it really means is that the way that we want it to and mm -hmm. so like there's like this outdated chart that they essentially follow where it's like every hour it's supposed to be dilating a certain amount and if you aren't dilating at that standard rate then that means that you need to be induced because your body is progressing too slowly yeah. and so the statistics once, show too once you've been induced that it usually it's like a it's a domino effect it mm -hmm. kind of goes down the line of then it ends up being epidural and then potentially c-section so like yeah which was one that we definitely wanted to avoid i mean of course there's certain complications that would just you would need one regardless, i just would prefer but, to give natural birth prefer, yeah, yeah. To, i don't want to be put in a situation where stress is already very high and then like somebody's telling you okay we need to do this and then we need to do this and we need to do this and not really being able to feel like empowered in my birth and more like somebody's telling me that this isn't fitting our schedule and we need you to progress in this way obviously all of this being said like there are cases where interventions need to happen i'm not saying that i'm like resistant to all of it at the end of the day we just want a healthy baby mm -hmm. but if i can have a pleasant experience while i'm giving birth then I would way prefer that than somebody telling me I need to have a C-section or a episiotomy that is unnecessary. Mm. And yeah, so that like, one, the episiotomy yeah. gets me too. So it's just like, I... For those that don't know what that is, they basically, they snip your vagina so that... So that there's more room. So that there's more room. So basically because like they believe that it's going to tear anyway, so they might as well cut it because it, then it becomes an easier stitch. Yeah. But then there's a lot of 
statistics and things that show and like research that it's shows that it's not necessary yeah. that sometimes a lot of times women don't actually tear. and then it's just like another thing that you have to heal in yeah. your recovery and then also like you could potentially like they could potentially use like a vacuum and like that's the thing is that some mm-hmm. of these things are necessary but a lot of times when they're being used it's not necessary and it's, it's just to speed up birth yeah i'm just throwing it out there but to me i feel like when they have those tools, they may want to just, like, use them because they have them there, even if they don't necessarily need to. Do you know what I mean? But that's the thing is that, like, you do have to think about the current climate that we're in as well. And, like, to be fair, like, you don't want to keep a pregnant person in the hospital longer than they have to be. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that's another thing, too, is that a lot of people end up going to the hospital when they first, like, feel labor hit. But And that's, like, a misconception that, like, Hollywood teaches you that, like, oh, your water breaks and immediately you're rushed in the hospital and it's, like, this crazy frantic thing. But really... In reality, birth is, yeah, it's like that first phase of labor when you feel those contractions. They're really sporadic. It might start and stop. It might last a day. It might last three days. And that's normal, you know? But then for people that go into the hospital right when it starts and they're like, okay, check me in, then it's like, okay, like now you're here and you need to be giving birth if you're here. And so, like, that's when all those things get sped up. Yeah, a lot of times women get sent home, too. Mm-hmm. When they first come and they're in labor, then they just get sent home. Like, because yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, it's but this not is progressing. Just, I mean, this is just all stuff that you learn as you research more yeah, about, yeah. like, birth and the process that your body takes. But that's just the first reason that was really big for us about wanting to have a home birth versus a hospital was just trying to avoid unnecessary interventions. Mm-hmm. And the next one that I found really interesting was about like how animals tend to go somewhere that's comfortable dark that's like where they tend to give birth cool and dark cool and dark and like as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. that's where they give birth yeah that's where they tend to go to when they give birth and in a hospital it's like bright lights and it's like it doesn't feel comfortable environment (laughs) yeah Yeah. and there's like just so many unfamiliar faces and that is a huge one yeah i'm sure there's a lot of ruckus around you yeah like i think for me more than at first i was like yeah like the bright lights and like being able to control your environment i think is huge and so like being able to be comfortable move around freely um i think that a lot of women when they're in hospital like you're giving birth laying or like sitting down whereas when you're in your home you're a lot more flexible with where you can give birth you can be standing up you can be sitting down it's literally whatever is the most comfortable yeah it's whatever your body needs of you Mm -hmm. and like that was really huge for me but another thing is that i was reading in a book about natural birth that there are so many things that can happen within your body when you're giving birth that you don't even realize but um essentially in this book they were saying that when a woman is in the middle of giving birth and becomes uncomfortable, so say like a new face arises or when like a new person enters the room that they're not familiar with, which was really big for me because I was like, I want everyone in the room, everyone at my birth to be someone I know and I'm familiar with. But when somebody enters your space that you're not familiar with, then it can actually reverse your dilation or like you can honestly like suck suck your baby baby back back in in. yeah there have been so many stories about that and so yeah you guys should look it up but essentially it's that like you being uncomfortable or not extremely comfortable with everything and everyone in your environment can delay or halt your birth Mm -hmm. so yeah for me it was just really huge to be able to control my environment in a way that 
I never even really considered to be important. But this being said, if you are going to be like the most comfortable in a hospital and you wouldn't be comfortable in your home, 110% go to a hospital and give birth. Because when you're most comfortable, that's when your body's going to be able to do its thing and like really be able to deliver this baby the way that it knows how. So yeah, like this whole podcast is not to convince anybody of like, yes, home birth is the option for everyone. Like it really is just the right option for us. And it really is just because it's like what makes us the most comfortable really me it doesn't really matter what makes they uncomfortable because he's not giving birth another reason that we wanted to have a home birth is because it doesn't rule out the option of being able to go to the hospital and like dan's mentioned this earlier but essentially if i am laboring and we're all set up to do a home birth and everyone's here we're monitoring my dilation and contractions and all of that stuff and i decide like okay this is way too much like i cannot handle this like i need help i need like pain meds like whatever like i would essentially need an epidural then at that point we have a safe word which is pineapples (laughs) (laughs) and so like before that I would probably be like, oh my God, this is really painful. And everyone around me, their job is to kind of talk me off that ledge and be like, yeah, calm me down and be like, it's okay. Like, this is okay. Like, this is your body's process. And like, you know, be able to try and soothe me. But then you need to have a safe word, which I didn't even consider, but you need to have a safe word so that you you can tell people, no, I've reached my limit. Like you can, you can stop trying to calm me down now because I'm done. And whenever I decide that I'm done and I say that, then that's when we would pack up and go to a hospital. Mm -hmm. And the hospital is literally like a four or five minute drive because it's five blocks away five six blocks away and so like that transfer would be really smooth for us and so for someone that's like living really far away from a hospital or things like that that would make it a little bit harder to transfer that's something to consider but for us like a transfer would be so easy that i'm like okay like if there are complications that arise like we can get there asap yeah and it like wouldn't be an issue we would just have to leave our doula behind well yeah if we went to if we went to st paul's yeah Yeah, so I know we've mentioned our doula a lot, and a doula is super optional. It's not covered by MSP. It was something that we decided to add on, and a doula is not just if you want to have a home birth. It's whether you want to have a home, hospital, whatever. It's just somebody that essentially assists you in birth. Yeah, and it's somebody more focused on us. Yeah, like she's not like she's not a medical professional, so like she doesn't like she's not like a doctor or a midwife or anything like that, but. It is still a profession of somebody that specializes in birth. So essentially her job is to hold space for us to have this birth be whatever experience it is that we want it to be. And I think that was another thing that shifted too when we started thinking about kind of our home versus hospital birth was that for me, like I really wanted this birth to be an experience in a moment for me and Dan to really bond and like I want it to be really, really special. It wasn't something I wanted to rush. It wasn't something that was like scary to me. It was mm-hmm. something I wanted to like treasure and weirdly enough, like enjoy, you know, because it's a huge life experience. Cherish. Yeah, cherish. And so with the doula, their job is holding that space for us. So kind of coaching day on in like what it is that he needs to do to best support me because neither of us have been through this, you know, like, and for me, I know that I'm going to get very frustrated, Dan, because I'm like, why is he doing things that are not helping me? Story of my life. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, that's the thing is he already does that in regular life so i know that when a birth happens like he's gonna start doing things that he thinks is helpful and i'm like what the fuck are you doing and so like having someone be there that has experienced so many births and that kind of knows the best way to support a birthing person then like she would be able to tell him what to do and then she would be able to kind of take care of the other things that need to happen in order for us to just be in the moment and like that doesn't sound like a 
like a huge thing but it really is like in the moment like I want to be able to just be present and focus on what I need to do I don't want to be focused on like all the other things that need to happen like grabbing more towels or like making sure that we're fed making sure that we're like napping properly like all those things like we're not going to be able to know that because it's our first time giving birth and having somebody that is specialized in that that's essentially why we ended up getting a doula and she's someone that we were friends with yeah that we knew from before yeah i got a lot of questions about how to find a doula and i mean if you don't know somebody specifically then i would definitely just ask your doctor or midwife because they will know they will have worked with doulas in the past so shout out Artie. Artie is our doula if you guys are in vancouver i mean she hasn't assisted us in our birth yet but we have obviously met with her talked to like hired her already so we've talked to her had a couple meetings about everything to anticipate so Artie at vama wellness Wellness, (laughs) another clutch another clutch thing is that with the doula fees comes a birthing the birthing pool the tub which sounds mad comfortable yeah it's like big enough for both me and dan to be in it i can deliver in there if i want to i haven't really made up my mind about it and i don't think that i really will because at the end of the day i have no idea what my birth is going to be like i don't know if i'm going to love that tub so much and i'm like this is where i want to be to give birth or if i'm like nah okay like i I like laboring in here but let's get out let's move it to i don't know the floor or the bed like i just i don't know what my body is gonna want i don't know how i'm gonna handle it and so i feel like for me what's best and like when you talk to a lot of people even like your midwife what's best is that you do have an idea of what you want but being very very flexible and not and not beating yourself up if you do have to make other decisions that deviates from your plan should they come up because i think that when people start to feel that like guilt or feeling like their birth isn't what they wanted it's because you had such a rigid plan and at the end of the day birth never happens the way that you kind of anticipate that it will and so being able to be very like easygoing with like what ends up happening, I think is like the best approach. So mm-hmm. I know that I want a home birth and I know that I'm gonna have a tub, but past that, like I just want a healthy baby. So whatever happens, like it's it's gonna happen. I'm just I'm gonna be cool with it. <laughs> like there's it's lucky no... it's lucky like our vacations. If we plan it yeah. and it doesn't go according to plan, then you get upset. But when you go on vacation and you don't plan anything, whatever happens happens and it'll yeah. be a good You know time, you just so. wanna have a good time. That's yeah. it. That's it. So yeah. trying to have the best time as possible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, another, another thing with the doula that I found helpful was that in a lot of the books that I read about being a partner is that we just need to be together as much as possible and, and I shouldn't really be leaving your side. So that's where the doula comes into play, where she'll be able to assist us in any way that could keep us together as, as long as possible and have the experience be more focused on us. The midwives are more focused on the baby, making mm-hmm. sure the delivery is all And that's why there's and, two. There's yeah, one so. that, like, primarily is, like, looking after the baby, and one is primarily looking after me. So that's why there's two of them. And then the doula is focused on us and our experience. So that's yeah. why we were, like... Because the doula is optional, but that's why we were, like, no, we do want one because... We it was a hard to decision to make as well, us, yeah. yeah. It, because, I mean, it like, they aren't cheap. cheap yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not cheap. But at the end of the day, I was like, we're only experiencing our first birth once, you know? And, like, I want it to be special. I want it to be something that we can look back on and, like, cherish. And I know that in a lot of the things that I've read and people that I've talked to, the way that your birth ends up going kind of does frame, like, the initial sentiments you feel, like, in the first couple weeks, months of your birth. And some people go through really traumatic births, and, you know, obviously that's really out of your control. But that can really shape kind of how you approach um, the first couple months with your newborn. 
And so, like, I wanted to have an experience where, like, as much as possible, I want it to be positive. And I want it to be, like, something that's, you know, like, memorable for the both of us. Mm -hmm. And that's just going to bring us closer. And that's why we wanted to document it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we wanted to document it, but that's okay. That's all right. With home birth, what we did find is that it just... You can really control your whole environment, you know? Like, you know, you can light some candles, you can play some music that's relaxing, you can kind of... You can kind of do anything. like Which is, like, lights. really important because, like, I think when I initially thought of birth, I was, like, it's something that is going to happen to me yeah. and I'm just going to be thrown into this environment and everyone's going to be telling me how to give birth. But after researching more kind of about, like, birth in general, it's really something that, I mean, it is happening to you, but you have autonomy over your body and you have to give into it, you know, and you have to trust your body. And I want to be able to trust my body and not, like, trust somebody else that's telling me this is what needs to happen with your body. Yeah. And I think like that was really, really important for me. Germs as well. Your baby is exposed to just the germs within your own home as opposed to the germs in the hospital that you can't really control. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really big one. And especially now. I mean, I know that like, obviously they're taking a lot of protocols and like things like that. And should we have to go to hospital? Like it's not going to be like disgusting or anything like that. But like it is something to consider that like when you are in a different environment, you're exposed to other germs. Mm-hmm. And at home, you're exposed to your germs, which is what the baby's going to be growing up in anyways. So Another thing that I, that I was like, when, when our midwife first mentioned it to me, I was so nervous, but then now I think I want to do it, is when she asked me, do I want to catch the oh baby? Oh my God, yeah. And Daniel was like, mm, I, I don't know. I don't think so. And I was like, what the hell? Like, why would you not want <laughs> to so do scary. that? I yeah, like, it is, but you would be the first person to know, touch our baby. Like, wouldn't you prefer but that? blood makes me so, like so weak yeah but yeah so the plan is that dan's gonna catch the baby and then he'll like cut the cord and like all of that but be the first hands to touch him yeah even before me and say welcome yeah (laughs) as i think about it more and more i'm like i'm excited for that i really hope that that i can be the one yeah that i'm strong enough to do it but also i would suggest that so obviously with having like a home and natural birth it's not I mean, obviously, it's unmedicated because I'm not having an epidural and you can only really have an epidural in a hospital. But it's not that you don't have any other techniques of, like, managing pain. And so, like, being in a tub is great for one. My doula also has, like, a TENS machine or something. And so, like, that, like, helps, like, vibrate. It's kind of like a little massager for your back. Like, that really helps with, like, soothing your back and your cramps and things like that. And so there are methods in place to help you manage the pain. And another thing... I think that really empowered me to like really want to do this natural home birth is understanding that like yes birth is painful but it's not the same as like getting beat up you know like there are different types of pain and this is a type of pain that your body is anticipating happening it's kind of built to withstand this type of pain sensation yeah and so like the way that like the books that i've been reading and other people that have been talking about natural birth have framed birth is that their sensations, you know, your contractions are really strong feelings that are happening to your body and it's very intense. But if you frame it in your mind that way, then it's going to make it a lot easier for you mentally to not see it and register it as pain and more as a sensation that your body is going through and something that's really, really intense that requires a lot of your attention. So I think like doing the work to like kind of retrain your brain about birth is a really big part of it because there's so much fear around birth like when you look it up and just in movies in general like there's so 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 much fear and i think that that fear really does hinder us because it doesn't allow you to really 
acknowledge something that your body wants to do naturally. I think that fear probably stops you from being as comfortable as you can as well, which I think is important. You have to be mm-hmm. really comfortable and embrace it. And that's the thing is that I have no idea what it's I, like. I say that now and it might be yeah. so God awful that I can't handle it. But I mean, it's also knowing yourself and knowing like what your pain thresholds are. But for me, I'm just the type of person where I want to try to experience the full range of it before saying like, okay, this is enough. Like I can't handle this. And mm-hmm. so like everyone has like their different reasons for why they would want an epidural, why they wouldn't. And at the end of the day, like same with choosing a hospital or a home birth, like it is whatever is most comfortable for you. You know yourself best. So if you think that you're the type of person that wants to get an epidural, that is totally your prerogative. And like, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really don't know that about yourself until you put yourself in this situation. And you're like, hey, what do I really, really, really want? So the one thing that I am really grateful for just with having a midwife in general and having the options is them pushing us to educate ourselves. I think that's the only thing that they really push us to is like educating yourself on all the options because we really did learn so much. Like I didn't realize how little we knew about pregnancy and birth until we actually started researching. And I would advise everybody, like if you are pregnant, to just do your research on what all of your options are because it empowers you. It empowers you to be able to feel comfortable. Like even if I have to have a C-section, then now I can kind of anticipate like why that would have to happen and like being okay with it. Whereas if I didn't educate myself, then there would be so much fear surrounding it. Like you know? confusion, probably. Yeah, and I think it's just so, 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 so important. And there's so there's yourself. so many like articles you can read. There's so mm. many books. I mean, just try to just YouTube try to be videos. aware of like any biases that might come yeah. up because whether you're in a hospital or with a midwife, there are obvious biases from both sides. So absorb all the information that you can. Be sure that you're checking geographically where it is published because that really does matter. Especially if you're looking at stats but i mean we were gonna do some questions like some q a but i kind of feel like we've answered everything and (laughs) i kind of yeah just by talking about it but the one thing that we didn't address is if you are gonna be scared and how you and how i would feel about dan seeing everything but genuinely like i don't care because dan's seen everything we're we're so comfortable comfortable. um and i did actually have to prepare myself by watching an actual birthing yeah we watched a couple like actual baby coming out of the vagina videos because i was like you need to mentally prepare yourself because i don't want you fainting when (laughs) when you see this and so but i'm also very aware that i might faint because that's just me i'm like when I broke my wrist and they showed me the x-ray, I literally fainted because, yeah. like, I he was He might. Like, but then that's the thing. So then I have my doula, <laughs> who I can depend on for support should Dayon be out. <laughs> you know how they say, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. So yeah. But, my, my I mean... My tall ass will just collapse. But, um... No, <laughs> I, I, I watched, of us are really that scared. Yeah. I watched a few of the videos and, like, everyone's like, yes. You know, you start getting desensitized to it or like it starts looking normal so then you're like yeah you know that's fine well like you have to just accept that it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be bloody it's gonna be messy like my vagina is gonna stretch like you've never seen before but like you get to see our bean (laughs) yeah i wouldn't say now that i'm nervous like now i'm actually i I think i'm like really excited i'm excited to meet a baby i like saw the process and how much blood there really is and all that (laughs) stuff so like now that i'm aware of it you know it'll be straight it'll be good and and i'm excited like i want to be the one to catch it clip the umbilical cord and just lay there with you while our little bean is making those funny faces that they do yeah when they first come out (laughs) 
And I feel like I'm, like, I'm not scared at all. Like, I think in the very beginning of our pregnancy, I was probably a lot more scared of just the reality of, like, oh, my God, like, something that large is going to come out of my vagina or, like, I, like, what if I die? Like, you know, like, you know, there's so many fears surrounding pregnancy and there are risks involved 110%. But after just being educated about anything that could possibly go wrong, it's, like, you have to just let go at a certain point. Like, there's mm-hmm. no point in worrying and... Also, in the book that I read about natural birth, I learned that if you're really happy, like oxytocin in your hormones plays a huge role in giving birth. But if you're really happy, and especially if you're laughing, which is where my comedic side is, yeah. <laughs> if you're laughing and you're having like a really great time, then birth actually goes a lot smoother because your body can feel tension in different places. And so, like, your body knows when you're not comfortable and it just locks up. Whereas if you're like really happy and like loose, essentially, then your body is gonna be able to do what it needs to do a lot easier Mm -hmm. and so i got some jokes lined up yeah i don't know i'm just like i feel like i'm i am excited i'm really excited and i I, yeah i don't know i'm not scared (laughs) we're just waiting we're just patiently waiting for all this to happen and go with the whole flow as it comes yeah oh also if you guys need a free prenatal class because now obviously it's like you can't really go outside or congregate with people our midwife suggested the free youtube videos by holiday tyson so if you just type in holiday tyson prenatal class she has a three-part prenatal class on youtube and it's very insightful i mean a lot of it was stuff we already knew just because of the kind of research that we've been doing um but i would also recommend that you guys take a breastfeeding class we did that and we learned so So much much about breastfeeding there's so much we didn't know about no there's just there's just so much you don't know in general about like pregnancy and birth because like everything that i mean like why would you you know like why would you know all the specifics of it mm-hmm. but there's also just so much misinformation out there and so yeah, yeah we what i like lot. about what i like about a lot of things that we learned and i think a lot of the choices that we're making is a lot of it's based on our own natural instinct as like mm-hmm. human beings because like animals i mean they obviously don't have they don't have a, they don't have hospitals for giving birth and stuff and humans need it just because of like to be evolution. fair that one yeah that one yeah, documentary that, did mention that humans do need it because humans need assistance but yeah. like uh, what I'm saying is because like, our heads have developed larger than our pelvises our exactly. brains and so we do need assistance um, but do we need all the technology in yeah. a hospital unless you're having complications no you really don't to have a birth you really don't need all of that mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like I just feel like I need to constantly like <laughs> give like a disclaimer because I know that people are just so triggered by like risks and stuff but it's like I'm not talking about the complications complications if they do arise within our pregnancy then we would you yeah we would one go to the hospital and if it was just like okay like I need like an epidural then the midwife would still be the one to deliver our baby but if it was like a c-section or something like that then that's when we have a doctor come in and a specialized person that deals with complicated births to assist us it's not ruling out that it could happen but it's just saying that like it is so 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 low risk for the type of person that I am and the type of per- pregnancy that we've had that a major complication would arise. Like I I would foresee that the only reason why we would go to a hospital is because I wouldn't be able to manage the pain. Again, you can't predict any of these things. Yeah. But like I just like based on everything that we've been through with our pregnancy and with our midwife like it's just it's a very low risk pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah, like like I said, I'm just happy that we went like the instinctual route and just letting your body run its course the way that 
your body knows to do so mm-hmm. i yeah, never thought we is, would be here though yeah i didn't think we were these type of people choosing it to do this way yeah yeah because i guess the other stigma is that it's like hippy dippy and like an all natural like type of person and it's like but, but some of that like i do buy into you know like with the deep breathing and like you have to like like if you meditate it honestly would it's very helpful for you to go through a natural birth because you need to be able to tap into this place in your mind and like go somewhere that's like safe for you and like really tap into your body and i think that if you don't have kind of like the skills to do that beforehand it's gonna be a bit difficult for you because like you're kind of very much like in the room whereas you need to be in your body mm. you know like you need to be focusing on the in sensation yourself yeah so like it takes a lot of work you know to get there and like meditation things like that does help but i mean like yeah those are the things that are like hippy dippy to people but at the end of the day like that's what helps like you need to be able to focus on your body you need to be able to like not resist the sensations that's a big thing that i learned is like when it happens when the contractions happen i think that what makes it really difficult for people is when you're fighting it because you're like this is painful and so your body locks up and like you don't want to be experiencing it and you want it to like go way faster but you need to let it wash over you and it's kind of like an ocean like if you imagine like waves like rolling like that's just constantly what's happening you need to just let it wash over you and like give into it and i know that sounds like really hard and again i'm not speaking from a place of experience so like you know i might be making a podcast like a month later yeah this is our first pregnancy so like I might be making a podcast later and say like fuck everything I told you earlier, but this is everything that I've learned. This, are, from this is from all the experience. data, the data that we've collected. Yeah, well, this is like <laughs> per- people's experiences that I've like yeah. read about and like talked to. So, yeah. <laughs> There's one thing you forgot to mention though. What? That we have someone else at our birthing process. Oh, X. I don't know how X is going to be, honestly. He's going like, to be terrified. I think he's going to be terrified. X is our cat, by the way. And, like, the fact that he is a boy, I think, like, he won't have that, like, motherly that, instinct. That instinct where he knows what the, yeah. what's going on. So, yeah. like, I think he's just going to be very freaked out, but... To but be who knows, fair, he like, might lay on your chest and start purring and... He might, yeah. Might he might surprise anymore. me. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not concerned with him being, like, a nuisance or anything like that. Yeah. And, like, we've asked our midwives, like, oh, like, we have a cat. Like, is that is okay? Is we should be concerned Yeah, about, there's, yeah. like, literally no concern about pets. They said, that, they said in their experience, too, that they found that some, like cats and dogs have been very helpful during the laboring process because they're just like there and they're like present present for like companionship and a cat's purr is extremely relaxing and yeah yeah because what did she say that i think it was Artie or doula said that while the girl was in labor the cat was literally like on, on her stomach, stomach. kind of helping her push yeah, yeah. and it was so like cute. really helpful but that's a female cat so yeah. will i see that i highly doubt it but, but it's still nice to like have them there and, yeah because the other thing too where they were like if you do a hospital birth you should slowly start bringing things in so the cat is used mm-hmm. to the scent and stuff but this way it's, he's gonna be he's gonna see it extremely be yeah. exposed to the scent and know exactly where this thing has come from and yeah he will have witnessed it he will have witnessed it he'd be there yeah Another thing with deciding if you want to have a home birth is that once you tell your midwife and I'm pretty sure that it's only really an option if you have a midwife if you have an ob he's not coming to your house so keep that in mind too like if you do want to have a home birth then you would want to look into getting a midwife to be your main like pregnancy and birth practitioner but anyways once we told them that we want to have the home birth then in my 36 week appointment they gave me a birthing kit and so like they give you a birthing kit every single time that somebody decides that they want to have a home birth and it just includes things like these like big 
absorbent pads essentially mm-hmm. it like has like just a bunch of random stuff in it that you don't really have to concern yourself with it just needs to be in your home so that they can like kind of set up properly and then bought a little plastic mattress cover yeah so like that. they told me like other things that i had to have on hand like they'll for all of their medical equipment that they're bringing they'll need like obviously a place to plug that in and so they need like an extension cord they need like a flashlight a mirror like should i be like in the water and they need to be able to see um so there's just like a couple things like that that they'll tell you that you need to get and you will probably have most of them in your home which we already had but we also have to like cover our mattress um and that's like just assuming that you're gonna be giving birth giving birth on your bed but even if you're not like even when you're laboring and stuff like you might be bleeding and things like that and so we essentially had to get like a plastic cover for our mattress and then you would put that over your mattress and then put your like sheets that you don't care about that will probably get bloody and gross on top of that so those are also things to consider that if you are having a home birth then you do need to prep your home in certain ways and then we have to like give them like access to our dining table because that's where they're going to set up all their equipment um they also needed to know like where to park and like things like that and usually if we weren't in like this whole covid situation they would have come to our house at 37 36 or 37 weeks to get a feel for the space but since we have the situation then they're not doing that they're just trusting that like everything that i tell them is like accurate that i'm like yes you can set up here and like we'll have the tub here and like all of these things so there are definitely ways that like this whole quarantine and social distancing situation has affected our pregnancy in ways that I didn't really anticipate. And at first, like, it didn't feel like it really changed much because, like, at this time, we would be nesting anyways and, like, mm-hmm. being in our house. Staying like, I really can't go outside without peeing. Like, I pee every 30 minutes because, like, the baby is on my bladder. So, like, I can't be out for that long. But a big one is that, like, I was getting prenatal massages every single month and i was like amping it up to being like every single week like in my last trimester and those were so so nice for like my back and just relaxing in general but obviously can't do that and then we were also going swimming Swimming. a lot which was amazing for like exercise and also just like us spending time together and like my body feels so light and like buoyant in water like it's not as heavy and so we obviously can't do that like that that was really hard so i think it's mostly like trying to have like a healthy diet during this time as well because like if I wasn't pregnant right now like I could eat as much pasta as I wanted and like more instant food that would be easier to hoard when you're going to the grocery store like once a week you know you got to get more fresh yeah but like that's the thing now I need like fresh fruits and vegetables and like I need like a bunch of protein so like we were buying like before this we were buying like a bunch of fish and chicken and like I was just like making all those things but now it's like those things go bad so quickly so like I mean I'm trying to utilize the freezer and all that but it's just been a little bit more difficult to like maintain the diet that I should be having because yeah if I wasn't pregnant like it really wouldn't matter what I ate yeah but it really does now and yeah just like getting exercise in general so I mean they're all like very minor and obviously like in this situation we're very blessed to like both be very healthy and me and the baby are very healthy no one that we know um is really sick or affected by covid and so like obviously we are very very blessed and like thankful to just be able to be safe during this time another way that the quarantine would affect our baby is post-birth and how it would not be able to like meet our friends or or, like our family yeah my parents are supposed to come up like a month after our due date and meet our grandchild like their grandchild and the tickets are already bought right yeah the tickets are already bought so like i mean if they can't go then i'm sure it'd be pretty easy to like reschedule it on the airline side but it just kind of sucks because it's like 
you know, like, we had an idea of what it would look like when we had our baby and, like, everyone being happy and, like, and you together, know, meeting, yeah. yeah, and together and, like, meeting our baby and, like, that obviously can't happen, which is, it's kind of sad for me because, like, I wanted to be surrounded by our community and even though, like, everyone can still meet him through FaceTime, like, it's really not the same thing at all. <laughs> yeah. And or, I like, think that through, was... like, a two-meter distance, like, yeah. where you can't actually touch him. But... So I think, like, that was kind of just, like, for me, like, the biggest disappointment but at the end of the day like i mean it's like what can you say like we're you're making the best of this situation we're still able to have like birth and like have options and like yeah. but it is gonna be really really interesting having a child during this time yeah like it's just i think this is a weird time for everyone but it's a weird time to have a baby <laughs> it is nice that we prepared for a home birth though but there are a lot of people that are like oh so what are you gonna do now are you gonna do a home birth and i'm yeah. like well we actually we're gonna do a home birth yeah. regardless so we're planning one <laughs> yeah. so, so i mean, yeah. I mean in that... general i just want to avoid the hospital if possible because you know people are going in there sick so yeah. you don't really want to go around those germs if you can but mm -hmm. again you can't predict what's going to happen so i'm going to take in stride whatever needs to happen happen so that's our birth plan that's all the reasons why we want to have a home birth i really feel like i'm missing something and it's bothering me but i don't think i did mm -hmm. i mean we've been rambling for so long it's that feeling where you're like i'm missing something so i'm going to keep talking yeah that's and maybe we, it'll come but to we me, need but to then... just stop yeah we need to just stop I think this we, honestly i think we answered most of all the questions if not all of them yeah yeah. and i hope it was helpful for anyone that is pregnant and kind of trying to figure out a birthing plan or if they have to like consider home birth now because of the yeah. social situation but i hope it just encourages you no matter what to just do your research yeah. and educate yourself on your options like i can't say that can't enough times that enough. because yeah. like everything there is no right or wrong answer it's what's best for you and the only way that you can make the best informed decision is to educate yourself and so research as much as possible and just see yeah and like if it's important to you like talk to your birth partner because like for me it was really important that obviously i was comfortable but that dan was also on board so that he could support me because if dan was really resistant to a home birth then that's like something that we need to talk about because he's not going to be able to be supportive of me at my birth if he's really uncomfortable with the situation mm -hmm. so at the end of the day like it is my decision and it is my body and it's my birth but i mean dan is my partner so it needs to be something that we're both on board with and we honestly have had a great time like watching all these documentaries together and like researching together and like even when I'm, we're reading books i'm like oh my god like did you know or like <laughs> we're like constantly sharing facts with each other yeah. so it honestly has been really great to like do this with somebody and like i'm really grateful for that but yeah this is it that's the end of the podcast we need to stop it because i'm rambling and i we're can feel it. it we're ending it but now. as always i hope that you guys have the most beautiful day it's honestly getting so nice here in so vancouver sunny. so sunny but you can follow us at your girl means daniel's day off and at means and deans and please let us know any thoughts that you guys have if you do have any questions about home birth obviously i mean i would refer you to google first <laughs> <laughs> but um I would be more than happy to chat with you guys. So feel free to slide in the DMs. Yeah, and we'll see you guys know. next time. <laughs> like, comment, subscribe, send to a friend, rate us. Yeah, we would appreciate all of that. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye-bye. See you next week.